been designing some banners and stuff for the for the uh, next Dallas uh, convention. Ah, Acon? No, the uh, the small one, the one that I got a table at last year. Uh, the one where I met you at Dallas StripCon. Oh, StripCon. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm designing a banner, probably a tablecloth, some books, uh, some DVDs, nice. some CDs. Gonna get some swag. We won't be there. <laughs> oh, that's okay. We were like, "Hey, this is fun." Well, I got a, I got to record out of it, but uh, hmm. That was it, it's it's a fun little show. I think it's getting bigger every year. At least that's what the guy who runs it tells me. Well, sure. I mean, it's uh, you know, even Acon starts small. Yeah. All the cons start small. Let's see here. I know something we can start on. No, nah, I probably shouldn't bring that up. What do you got? No, I, I was just thinking about. I was just thinking about the. You know, you know, you're 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 of course a, an anime voice actor, Brett, and uh, and uh, you you live in Texas. Sure. And uh, like about uh, three months, two months ago, actually, it was only two months ago, there was an anime reviewer that uh, in Texas that actually went crazy and killed his family. Oh jeez. Oh yeah, that's. Uh... What's that guy's name? Trey Sussler. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Anime. I, mean, I, I, I think I met him once. Oh, wow. What's his name? Trey? Yeah, Trey Sussler. It's, uh, I gotta be honest. I watched some of his videos, and I could tell that, and I know this, sound, this comes after, I watched the videos after learning about that. He didn't come off as completely right, I think. Yeah. Let me see this. Oh, Mr. Anime. That's, Yeah. yeah. I think I met him once, and you're right. He, it's like, well, aren't you a odd one? Yeah, yeah. I knew something was wrong with him when I saw he did a video calling himself the gun guy, shooting cans at under an overpass, which, by the way, is illegal in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be like what, uh, ten miles out of city limits? Something like that. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. This this guy was crazy and. But yeah, that was kind of recent news, and you met him. That's kind of weird. <laughs> that he... Let me, let me, let me. I think it was just like in passing. Ah. <sighs> Movie reviews a little strange. Okay, Houston Press. Yeah, I think I think it was at like a Houston con or something. Because I I remember the Mr. Anime tag. Yeah. I gotta be honest, the, I, I don't like that style of reviewing anyways, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's it's him mugging the camera and... Right. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of the nature of uh, of the way things are now, especially when it comes to the entertainment industry, is uh, you get people who aren't really involved in it, who have entitled senses of opinion, and uh, they do that. <laughs> oh. Well, that's, that's not everybody, but I mean, it's just like, uh, th- but that's anywhere, anywhere. There are people who have thoughtful reviews of stuff that aren't involved. And then there's those that are just trying to grab the spotlight. Yeah. 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 So you, everyone here has rewatched the flash. Yeah. I've watched all of mission pack one and three. And I think I started to fall asleep during mission pack two. What? I don't know why. No, I do know why because it was very late at night last night, and I was just yeah. like, "I'm pretty sure I can go off memory because I've watched these a bunch of times." Well, I'm a two. I'm a two episode guy. You, I watch one episode and it's fine. And then the second episode it doesn't matter what it is. I'll start falling asleep. Mm. <laughs> I think. I think. Uh, I think my wife accidentally has trained me to you know like, oh, one episode's good. Okay, now let's eat dinner. Okay, now let's watch the second. <laughs> <laughs> it's peanut butter jelly time peanut butter jelly time peanut butter jelly time the webcast beacon network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007 starting with the webcomic beacon a topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show also, the Webcomic Beacon Newscast recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before webcomics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. 
find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. Welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Uh, this is your host, Jet Ben, joined by my co-host, TV Sister Neil. We're going to have us a lynching party. And we have with us uh, Brett Weaver. Hi, everybody. Why am I... I'm suddenly doing Neil. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, tonight we are talking about uh, Dirty Pear Flash, the uh, OVA uh, reimagining of... Dirty Pair, which we just recently did an episode about. Uh, Dirty Pair Flash is actually an interesting anime memory for me. It's actually one of the first non-Sailor Moon anime memories I've had. Wow. <laughs> because, uh, as people of the fans of the show know, when I was much, much younger, my older sister forced me to watch Sailor Moon with her every morning. Wow. And I say forced, and I mean forced. It's, uh, my, my sister is... I know she listens, too, by the way, Carol... She's a, she's a major in the Air Force, so she's actually a really tough girl. So She can kill you with one finger. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I'm actually a better shot than she is, but that's another story. Nah. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways, what happened was a friend of mine uh, that I knew had a lot of anime uh, VHS. This is back in the age of VHS. And I just recently had like a new piece of computer hardware. I think it was the Pinnacle Studio PC something or other or something. Right. And I was like, hey, I want to test this out. And he says, hey, if you can encode all these into like a into like a real format, I'll I'll give you a I'll give you a a like it was like a huge disk drive. It was a huge hard drive. It was huge back then, but now it's barely anything. Like sixty gigs. Yeah, I'm like, oh sure, and I, and so he gave me he gave me uh, three anime series. He gave me Dirty Pair Flash, uh, Air Bats, and uh, Golden Boy. Hey, <laughs> there you go. So I encoded those. He gave me the disc, and of course, when I was encoding them, I was like, that was old. That was old school encoding where I had to hook up the uh, this uh, pinnacle whatever it was to the v- VCR mm-hmm. and watch it while it was encoding. <laughs> Oh yeah, because it's there's no fast, there's no rip, it's real time. Yeah, and I, I that's how I watched Dirty Pair, and uh, this was the first time I saw him. It was like, hey, this is this is not like Sailor Moon. This is actually good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my Dirty Pair Flash story. Ah. See, I was I was already into buying the VHSs in uh, in the early '90s, and I had already been very accustomed to dirty pair i'd gotten all three movies and then i was like oh they're they're doing new ones because I, I found dirty pair flash and i brought it home and i'm like wow this is totally totally different but i really like it and it's 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 like it's like the halfway point where the old anime was becoming the new anime it's it's not quite what the 80s was but it was still really cool and really flashy and it was clearly uh drawing inspiration from the adam warren comics mm-hmm. because love uh, the adam warren comics yeah and the most obvious one i was i had actually talked to ryan canard about this like a couple of years ago where i left a comment on something he did on DeviantArt, and he was like oh yeah and you know uh shasti from dangerous acquaintances he there just happens to be a character in dirty pair flash that is very similar i wonder where they got the inspiration for that and I'm of course talking about uh, Lady Flair. Oh uh, yeah, it is true. It's like this. It's almost the same story. It's this rogue angel who lost her old partner. Or something. They were the original angels. Yeah, That's they were right. the original angels, and something happened to the partner, and she just went berserk and holds a grudge against uh, Kay, and and that basically got cribbed into Dirty Pair Flash. And Dirty Pair Flash is also a lot more cyberpunk, which is also something. That comes right out of the Adam Warren comics. I mean, you uh, you read Dangerous Acquaintances, Sim Hell, Plague of Angels, Dangerous but Not Serious. It's like, wow, all this stuff that's in here went to Dirty Pair Flash, <laughs> and it, it's great. I love it. I, I'm glad they did that. 
Yeah. When I got involved with it, um, I was just starting to do lead roles uh, for ADV. And uh, Matt Greenfield came to me and said, so how many characters do you think you could play in one show? And I was like, dude, I'll do as many. We'll just keep working on it. And what, what do you got? And he goes, well, how would you like to play a village? <laughs> and I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, because, you know, this is in a cyberpunk world and your uh, your character is you're going to play a village that's different aspects of your character. And I was like, well, that sounds interesting. And so uh, we did. We went in and I just had so much fun. I had so much fun playing like the old man and the little girl and uh, very enjoyable show. Very enjoyable show. So, so Brett, what you're telling us is according to uh, Hillary Clinton, you can now uh, teach a child. You can now raise a child. because it, you... Actually, what what the joke was that went around the studio is it takes uh, it takes a Brett to play a village. That's oh. what uh, that's what they. <laughs> Well, I'm glad someone else took that joke and made a better one out of it than I did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, wow! You played a whole village. It's uh, yeah. ne- Neil. Didn't you say that you only saw one credit for one Brett? Cre- um, well, the the end credits on the show they don't exactly mm. say what Brett did, except right. for that one episode that he's talking about, which is the one where Yuri goes into Professor Caps's mind yes. and. Yeah, everyone, everyone in this virtual world that she's encountering is a different aspect of Professor Caps. And yes, every single one of them is him, including the little girl. <laughs> Matt, Matt was surprised that they didn't have to pitch me up very much when uh, when I played the little girl. He's like, "That's a little creepy, dude." <laughs> like I'm an actor, damn it. It comes yeah. from strange places, you know, like Brad Bird did Edna Mode. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, that great character. Yeah. In it's fact, fantastic. I'm not I'm not entirely sure, but I think the character that I quoted at the beginning of the show might have been Brad as well. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a character, there's a punk character at the very beginning of Dirty Pair Flash who, in fact, it's the character who has his car stolen that has the transforming car. Oh, I love that. And yeah. He, yeah, and he's like, and the villains are like, this is a stupid transformation. And the punk is like, who cares about practicality? It's the latest trend. <laughs> <laughs> that whole first episode is just is just this ridiculousness of 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 awesome. Basically, it introduces us to these new versions of the lovely angels, uh, mm-hmm. Kay and Yuri, where it's it's not quite like the original Dirty Pair series. The I. I at least my initial impression of it after watching the original and then watching Flash again is this year is a little bit more girly. Yeah, they're very dimorphic. They're much more different than what the original pair were, right. which, again, is an aspect taken from uh, Adam Warren. And yeah, they, I, they went even further with it. They made they made Kay totally a tomboy and very trigger-happy and violent. And Yuri is very girly and vain and, and kind of has a whiny voice. And... Uh, I think a lot of people, or I should say a very vocal minority, actually don't like this dub, but, you know, they can go to hell because I, I actually love this dub. <laughs> this dub's I, actually I, really good. It's, like I said, it's, a, you know, after going through Sailor Moon for so many years and then all of a sudden, oh, wow. Right. Yeah. Because, because what I love are dubs where the American cast is just having a ball, and this is mm-hmm. one of them. You know, same with Golden Boy, that whoever did the – that main guy was just having a oh, ball. That's uh, uh, come on, Brett. Doug Smith. Yeah, he was he was just having fun with it. Oh, he had so much fun. In fact, and there was a, a series of shows during that time that we were just it was good stuff that was coming in, and we were just having so much fun. We had that. We had there's Golden Boy. There was uh, Dragon Half. There was uh, Dragon Knight. Um, and then I mean I was doing I was doing Sorcerer Hunters at that time. And, uh, yeah, we had so much fun. It was like, okay, we want to stick to the story, but we want to have our own personalities. So go for it. And it's like, yeah, that's what we were wanting. Yeah. And it was, it was perfect. I mean, I mean, I, I love this K and Yuri. I, I like this K more than I like Yuri. It, I, I think that's true with most guys. Most guys like K more than Yuri. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause well, she kicks ass. Yeah. K's more fun. <laughs> <laughs> and she swears like a sailor. Especially in this. 
and yeah, the the whole the whole series is basically you know they're they're the dirty pair, obviously, in more than just name alone. I mean, they they wreck whole planets, you know, just by showing up, and and it's just it's just wonderful, beautiful. This collateral damage they always cause. Well, yeah. the one that I love is the beginning of episode two. They're they're trying to save this. Oh, I don't know what the character is, but they're trying to get him aboard the lovely angel and he gets taken out by lady flair who guns him down from, I don't know where. And she escapes in a car and they start chasing her with the lovely angel at ground level. And they're just destroying the city, chasing this car. <laughs> hey, they get the work done. That's what they're there for. Yeah. They, they killed way more people chasing this car than it was worth. <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah, like I said, I just loved the first arc with with Lady Flair. That was great, but but really, but really, yeah, it's the uh, the second one was the one with the with the uh, planet that was an amusement park, right? Yeah, World's World, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is totally like Westworld, which Neil hasn't seen. Uh, you got to see it. I mean, I, that's Yul Brenner as the Terminator fifteen years before Terminator. Exactly. He's like, who's Yul, who's Yul Brenner? I know who Yul Brenner is. <laughs> you know, the dude from The King and I. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, it, it's totally like Westworld. And that's that's the kind of stuff that you like, Neil, where, where the Japanese take influences from other things and, yes. you know, make it better. Yes, they do. And I only had one problem with that one is the, the School Girls episode. I did not enjoy the School Girl episode. Well, that one was kind of silly. It was... Uh, yeah, the story was kind of silly, but I I did like the the story arc with Yuri in that because she was really having a ball dressing up like a schoolgirl and looking pretty in her little outfit, and Kay was just having none of that. Yeah, Kay was Kay was like, when are we gonna stop this and you know, like blow some stuff up? Yeah, because the the premise was that they had solved or they thought they had solved the issue on World's World, and they needed a place to stay, and they couldn't pay for accommodations anywhere so they had, to, they had to hang out at the school and they also had to go to class while they were there so yuri was living out this fantasy of being a school girl again and Kay was just like uh and the place was haunted that was the and that was part of the fantasy yeah and of course it's totally believable that these two would be mistaken for school girls <laughs> well aren't they like aren't they like 16 anyways in the in the story uh i think they're 17-ish. The point is they aren't at the age of majority yet. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, it's a... But, Neil, actually, one of your favorite stories is is one of the next ones in the in the, in the series, too, wasn't it? The one with the uh, flower girl? Oh, yeah, the, uh, the lesbian flower girl. Because <laughs> while, they're, while they're at World's World, they're watching this computer hacker guy who's also a trouble consultant. This is the only arc that he's in. And he spies this flower girl and he thinks the flower girl is interested in him because she keeps coming up to him and uh, spending time with him. And, and she's, she's like, who's this Yuri girl that you're always hanging out with? And he's like, oh, Yuri, I'm not involved with her whatsoever. And she's like, oh, good. And then through one circumstance or another, they meet up and it turns out that she's interested in Yuri. But the real, the real uh, punchline to this that I think is funny is that after this is established, Yuri actually goes for it. <laughs> because while while this guy's sulking and feeling sorry for himself, Yuri's getting all dressed up, and she's like, Kay, would you stop laughing? She'll be here any minute. And she's getting ready for a date. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Who were the voice actresses for the Lovely Angels this time? Sue oh, Ulu. Yes. And I don't remember the other one. Look it up really Hold quick. On. I had the I, I had it all set I had it all set up and then it's like well you guys will know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you think. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, Sulu and Kim Savier. Ah oh, right. Uh, yes. yes. And, and I do believe Kim Savier had done. Uh, I think she was in. I, I think she was in. Uh, let me see. Yep, she was in Burn Up W and Fire Emblem. I knew I'd seen in Kimura. Yeah, we were in that together. We, oh, we did a bunch of stuff together. Wow. Panzer Dragoon. Well, I was in a Panzer Dragoon. Fire Emblem. I should get that. And those? No, you don't need to get it. Oh, okay. Well, don't I, get I play the games. 
Yeah, don't play Panzer Dragoon. It's I mean don't don't watch it. It's horrible. <laughs> okay. Ooh. The biggest non recommendation ever. Yeah. Oh, I mean we 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 uh some friends of mine that I ended up meeting, uh, we ended up redubbing the whole thing and uh it was a lot funnier, I can tell you that. <laughs> we got done with it. Uh yeah. Yeah, it's I, I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed encoding it, and uh, it. Yeah. And I actually did watch it again after it was encoded, just to make sure of the quality and other things. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, and I had to say the weakest of the three parts or or the three series is the third one, which was lots of standalones. Mm-hmm. I, I just didn't enjoy that one that much. You know, the, the second one with the schoolgirl part I didn't enjoy, but the third one, I didn't enjoy a lot of the individual stories. How about you, Neil? There were a couple of good ones. Uh, a couple of them were duds, but the first one with the baby, I watched it again this morning, and that's actually really funny. Because oh, I enjoyed the baby one. That's Because Kay, just... Kay is just this... What's the word for it? She's... Hothead? Well, she's a hothead, but she's not very girly, so she... She's not very maternal. Yeah, she has this baby, and she has no idea what to do with it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like a guy, you know having to protect a baby and being like, what do I do? You know, I, I don't know how to please this little thing. And, right. And while she's doing this, she's being chased by these, like by these gunmen on skis. And it's, it's hilarious. And the best part is when she runs out of milk and she decides to breastfeed. <laughs> and I'm like, we Oh, Hey, I, I don't remember that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Neil, the nipple comes out. I'm like, Wow. Well, there's the nipple. There it is. All right. That's how Neil felt. <laughs> what about you, Brad? Dad? When was the last time you uh, went? Last time you went through the whole dirty pair flash? Oh boy. You know, it's probably been, it's probably been about five years ago when I uh, I was trying to do a clip reel, and uh, I knew that that's a pretty good one. Uh, you know, I knew I had some good parts in that, and. Uh, for me, the bit that, you know, obviously I am a self-centered actor. So of course (laughs) I go, what's the parts that I like? Well, the parts that I'm in. So, uh, uh, my, my favorite bit was when, uh, they were, the, the village was trying to block the, the pair from seeing stuff. And suddenly my old man character just acts like he's a doddering old man. And, uh, that bit's pretty funny where she's trying to ask him questions and he's making like, he can't understand what she's saying. And Neil's like, yes, I'm 75 years old. He's like, yeah, this has nothing to do with the question. I just asked you what? Oh, we like things here. Uh. At least so, you didn't yeah. talk about wearing an onion because it was in style at the time. That's true. <laughs> and I think I played, I think I played What's funny is I, <clears throat> I was not only in this one, but I also did uh, the Dirty Pair, the other series, mm-hmm. and I played uh, Moogie in that, and uh, and I think the like the chief or something. So many times I get the two mixed up, and I'm going, okay, now now wasn't Moogie in this one, but wasn't I think I was the chief in this one as well? I can't remember. You know, it's 12 years ago, so you know. Wow. But yeah, I have lots of great memories of Flash. I, 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 it's also great to watch. The animation definitely stands up. And it's only a four-year gap between uh, when the original Dirty Pair ended and then Flash was produced. It was actually quite interesting. Because yeah. in, in, in animation terms, four years isn't terribly long. It's So the decision that had to be made pretty soon after the last uh, original Dirty Pair series ended that they decided, okay, we have to do a remake and... and you know what I like about Flash is just how it's such a such a stark reimagining. I mean, the space bikinis are gone, Neil. That's okay. These these costumes are pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I just see. We'll have to agree to disagree. <laughs> I'm thinking Brett's a big supporter of the uh, silver space bikini. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, especially in the comic books. So I mean, yeah. I love what they did in the comic books. And yeah, the with... comics are pretty much uh, nothing. Nothing beats those costumes. Yeah, so yeah. much fun. But there was an episode in this series where Yuri wears the classic costume, and really? it's the one. It's the one where 
it's the guy who made a doll of Yuri. They like an android yes. of her. And yes. Kay wrecks this android because she thinks it's the real Yuri. And so Yuri has to stand in for this for this android while this kid's like fixing it up. And she can't figure out why this kid's like so in love with the uh, the android and not her. And every every scene she's in, she's wearing a different costume. She's like practically like like uh, Queen Amidala in episode one, where every <laughs> right. time you see her, she's wearing something different. And just randomly in the middle of the thing, she's wearing the classic Yuri costume. I'm like, ooh. Really? Yes. Yeah, I'll put that in the show notes. You're like, uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, <laughs> thank animator. You. Oh, she's wearing a lot of nice stuff in that in that episode. <laughs> the fashion tips from the animation aficionados. Yeah. Oh boy! So, any other notes, Neil? The very last episode was pretty good, and I—it's the one that I keep forgetting about. It's like, what's the other? What's the fifth episode? And then I see it, I'm like, oh yeah, it's the one where there's a guy who's after Chief Popero, and he breaks. It's basically a raid on 3WA headquarters. This guy busts into 3WA headquarters, basically takes the whole takes everyone out, and it's just the Dirty Pair and Chief Popero fighting this guy inside 3WA headquarters. And it ends with them basically killing this guy by shocking him with the with the power system. He, he's got this gang of uh, followers that are in this spaceship above 3WA headquarters, and in the process of killing him, they also take out the spaceship, and the spaceship crashes on top of 3WA headquarters. So it's kind of like the end of Project Echo. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of it's well. It's whenever the dirty pair are around, they destroy wherever they're in. So, yeah. so I bet that everyone at the three W headquarters is like, "Oh, is this the day? Is this the day?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it starts with them writing apology letters for destroying basically every mission they're on. They destroy something, and they're like, "And K, uh, no Yuri, she's like, uh, how do you spell annihilate?" And K's like, "Why?" And she's like, "Well, I'm getting tired of writing blown up." Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that one. <laughs> and at the end, not only are they writing apology letters, but so is the chief, because they basically destroyed the city around headquarters. And uh, they destroyed a couple of plants. I remember one where it showed the two of them, you know, they were battling a whole army, and it showed like a newsreel clip of them, and their, their clothes are all torn, and they're just standing back to back with the whole army destroyed around them. Yeah, there was a civil war, and they basically ended the war by themselves. By destroying both armies, right? Yeah. Sure. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of the one of the coolest homages to the original Dirty Pair in this series is uh, is the Lady Flare thing, where they they shoot like a flashback to uh, what's her name, uh, Iris, Iris in and Molly. Molly. Yeah. yeah. In that in that last uh, mission that they're on, and they're dressed like the classic pair. I mean. Iris even has the uh, the headband. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, – what, what's the name of the incident they have for that in the story? Um, oh, was, I don't remember, but – Yeah. Yeah, it's some big calamity that you never really get a full the full scope on what it was. But apparently in the process, the moon gets blown to bits. I mean, the, the series starts, and the moon is in a crescent shape, but it's actually just – that's the only part that's left. That's all thing. that's left, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the hell happened <laughs> We got our man. <laughs> we destroyed the moon in the process. Hey, so results. Even, even even the classic uh, lovely angels were destroying things. We're a dirty pair, yeah. Yes. It's time for intermission, boys and girls. Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Mike. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one and longest-running G.I. Joe podcast, What's on Joe Mind? It's Joe news, reviews, and interviews like you've never heard them before, delivered right to your MP3 player. Our guests include Jason Marsden, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Matt Yang King from G.I. Joe Renegades, Larry Hama, Robert Atkins, and John Barber from IDW Publishing, and many more from around the online Joe community. Yeah, guys talking about joe think of it as joe talk meets sports talk and we make fun of chuck right and we hey again come on chuck we're just kidding kinda sometimes chuck makes fun of himself right and we okay seriously this is just getting ridiculous now it's what's on joe mind every week on the geek cast radio network inside pulse.com stitcher smart radio and itunes download and listen today i suppose i still can't say something about transformers can i come Good. on man. 
What about sports? That sounds yeah, good. Yeah, that's all right. Movie Week in Review is the GeekCast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring in co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to MWire only on geekcastradio.com. Grab your helmets because it's time to assemble Mask. Coming April 10th, 2012, the GeekCast Radio Network launches Mask Mayhem with your hosts Optimus Solo and TFG and Mike. This podcast covering all 75 episodes of Mask will feature in-depth analysis of every episode, talk on the toys, and more. Mask Mayhem will run 30 podcast episodes. You can find us in iTunes and on www.geekcastradio.com. Get your spectrums ready as podcasting is the ultimate weapon. Like I said, this this is definitely worth watching, and I, I loved watching it the first time and the second time, and I'm... The, just recently, over well, the third time, I've enjoyed watching it again. This, this is something that I should actually put in my collection. Yeah. Well, it's coming out on DVD. Funny enough. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Did right you say stuff. Funny, funny enough. Well, the irony of him saying I should buy this, and I'm like, oh hey, they're coming out with it on DVD. Oh boy. <laughs> Do you still get residuals, Brett? <laughs> <laughs> residuals. <laughs> I live in Texas. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> well, Texas is a great place to live. No state tax. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm one of those liberals that live in Austin. <laughs> okay. But anyway, uh, yeah, I I don't I don't know how well this sold initially. Um. I get the impression that it's kind of like the unloved chapter of Dirty Pair, but I'm I don't understand why, because this was so awesome when it came out. I just remember getting them and pulling pulling this white VHS tape out and be like, "Wow, I've never seen a white VHS tape before," <laughs> and it's it's so fun to watch. And I'm like, why don't pe- more people like this? I think it was in that sliver of time right after the big Ninja Scroll Akira Ghost in the Shell craze. And right before, right before, you know, people really working to make anime safe for TV. I think this is right in that sliver of time, right, before, you know, right after the the art house anime and right before mainstream anime. That's why. But even I in, would agree with that. Even compared to the original Dirty Pair, it's like the it's like the lost chapter that nobody really says anything about. But well, and it's it was because that there was so much of a change. I mean, part of it was. Uh, even with the Japanese, I mean, I think maybe some of what the situations that was happening with the Japanese kind of informed the fans a little bit. And they're like, wait, the original Japanese actress from the series isn't going to be in it. Well, then that's going to change things a little bit. And then when then you find out, oh, it's not exactly the same characters. These are, you know, this is 100 years in the future and they're totally, wait, it's not, you know, and so that whole it's yeah. not exactly the way it's supposed to be, so therefore I'm going to hate it, even though I should just enjoy it. And yeah, it's sort of like people who who are like, it's not like the '87 Ninja Turtles, so I don't like it. Right. <laughs> or the new Spider-Man that's about to come out. That change can be a hard sell, but this is this just watching the first five minutes of the first episode. You're really, hooked. Yeah, it took away any doubt I ever had. I'm just like this. In fact, this was the first. Uh, anime that I ever had that was a series that I kept buying the tapes because before I would see Slayers and I'd be like, how many episodes? I don't think so. I'll wait for DVD to be invented. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Dirty Pair, I was like, oh, I need, I need to find out what happened. <laughs> wait till DVD is. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll wait for this thing called DVDs. Yeah. I'll wait for this thing called streaming. Laserdisc. Mm. Betamax. <laughs> yeah, this is, you know, this this really is a great series. And, you know, like Neil said, the first five minutes should, uh, should handle all doubts. Just yeah. boom. This is good. This is hilarious. Just give it a chance. But like I said, I think part of what, what sort of made it the stepchild is, is like I said, if you look at chronologically, this is like right after the whole Akira, Ghost in the Shell, uh, Ninja Scroll phase where everything was like, oh my God, Japanese cartoons are all 
blood, tits, and death, and then all of a sudden, you know, in like right before the whole oh, the you know, Pokemon at three thirty on on the WB. Yeah. Actually, I was looking at when this was released. I think this was before Ghost in the Shell, like oh. right before. Oh, okay. And it was doing things that Ghost in the Shell did, but in my opinion, it did it much better, <laughs> <laughs> including including the uh, the artificial uh, life form that came about via a, a virus or bug, or you know that that the artificial life form character that was in Ghost in the Shell is also sort of the same. The same idea was in Mission Two with this with this uh, totally virtual entity that was uh, that was taking on uh, World's World, and it was in fact targeting the uh, the other Trouble Consultant that I talked about, the the dorky character. Uh, uh, I have it right here, uh, Toma. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. And I think the uh, the virtual character I'm talking about, I think is I think it was called Jake, but it stood for something, and I don't remember what it was. And another thing I had to add is, is I just remember lots of weird feelings of watching the original opening because this is one of those openings that really don't have much to do about the show. I mean, it shows a mermaid, and there's never a mermaid on the show. No. Yeah, I never quite understood that. If you ever watched it all the way through, I watched Mission 1, Mission 2. Mission 1 has a kick-ass opening. Mission 2 has a kick-ass opening. Both of them have lots of fighting, lots of fighting poses, gun shooting. And the third one is is Kay and Yuri sitting on floating stars, <laughs> smiling at each other, and, and as as they're spinning and it's like it's like a huge tonal change in the opening it, it's like who put urusa yatsura in <laughs> yes yes so i'm not the only one who was like whoa tonal shift yeah we're gonna do something different uh, uh, all right every time i hear the theme to that opening i i always think this sounds like walking on sunshine. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that opening. <laughs> and I think I think the my least favorite episode, oddly enough, is the one where they're training for the volleyball tournament. And it's just it's just um it's just an excuse for the animators to have an entire episode where the girls are in like swimsuits. Right. And, but the the problem isn't the swimsuits and being them being sexualized. The problem for me is that they look so tortured throughout the entire episode. It's like it's kinda like how Japan has this thing about women being sexualized and crying. I'm like, I don't want to see them crying or being hurt. Right. I want to see them, you know, kicking ass and having fun. Right. That's it's why like, you got dirty pair. <laughs> it's like, this is so undirty pair. <laughs> yeah. It, it actually, I liked a lot. They were actually making fun of like lots of anime tropes at the time, like the transforming car. That was, they were making fun of that. Right. And what I liked is in this one, you know, they aren't, you know, they actually have transformations with these bracelets you know, very Sailor Moon-esque uh, Sentai transformations. And what I liked is in the first episode when they're doing the transformations, they, you have all these gangsters there. Guys just started hooting and hollering. They're like, oh, yeah. Were you one of those hooting and hollering voices, Brett? <laughs> Probably. I don't, you know, like I said, 12 years. That sounded very familiar. <laughs> I, I've done a lot of those. Oh, God, yo, thank you. <laughs> but I do have to ask, because you brought that scene up, there is this Fu Manchu guy in that episode who who is just the most stereotypical Chinese guy I've ever seen in any anime. And the, whoever did his voice did this really, really stereotype, uh, you know, swapping L's and R's and just being like, oh, you know, that kind of guy. <laughs> And yeah. I'm like, oh wow, <laughs> who, that was probably who, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> probably Matt Greenfield doing that. Like, is this offensive? All right, I'll do it. So I can. Do is it. this offensive? No. Okay, I'll kick it up. I'll I'll make sure it is once we get done. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I just remembered they were making fun of lots of tropes there in that first episode too. It's it just never knew it just never took itself seriously enough it's it's just like that title of that Am Warren comic deadly but not serious yeah yeah 
which I still have a problem with the ending of that comic, but oh. anyways. That's one of the greatest <laughs> what-the-fuck endings ever. You know what? I never read the end. It, it's wanna... only The only reason I read uh, Dirty Pair is because my wife kept saying, you've heard of Adam Warren. I'm like, no, read this. Okay. <laughs> she goes, look how, they name, look how they name all their weapons and make sure that... I was like, oh, that's funny. That's really funny. Ass kicker three thousand. <laughs> yeah, this was uh, this this really is one of my favorites, and I and you know this is this is definitely one of those ideas where you have to do do examinings of. I like the idea that there are two extremely different dirty pair series with two extremely versions of K and Yuri. I like it. It makes it makes it fun. It makes it seem like these characters can be re, can be reimagined that they have enough. Uh, oomph in them that they could stand several different versionings, you know? Right. Maybe there should be a new update. What do you think, Neil? Um, I'm, also, I'm almost afraid of what they do with it, just because anime has gone down this path that I don't know if I can follow. <laughs> I, I, I look at anime produced today, and I'm like, uh... But that's that Japanese-centric stuff, though. I... Yeah, More, it, it, well, they'd, they'd be Moe characters now. Yeah, that's that's, that's the out. thing. They, they'd skew them even younger. They'd be like 13, 14. And I'd Why? Be like, I'd be like, no, I'm not going to watch this. With D-sized breast and a, a, a gyno cam. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. More of that, please. Not for me. Thank you. <sighs> yeah. Um, One of the other weird things is that uh, the first story arc with Lady Flair... The only the only real hiccup in that whole arc is the motivation of uh, of uh, Waldus because he's this corporate guy who's trying to basically ascend to be ruler of the galaxy or something, and they they try to explain in the storyline exactly what he's doing, but it's all this uh, techno mumble mumbo jumbo, and I'm like, wait, what, what, and. If you just pay attention to the Lady Flair aspect of the story, it's really enjoyable. If you try to follow Waldus, it's like, I don't understand what he's doing. Well, he's going by the old method of blank, question mark, profit. Yeah. yeah. But I will say that uh, it's, you know, even with that being a problem for me, it's at least better than, you know, watching, oh, say, a series of three movies where a senator slowly converts a republic into an empire and each of these movies are two and a half hours long, so you know I'll I'll, I'll take the hit on that. You brought him here <laughs> to kill me. I'll I'll accept you know this this small little flaw because everything else is just so fantastic. Yeah. You underestimate my power. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh! Another weird uh, Star Wars uh, connection is that uh, the the. The little girl in in Mission Three that had all had all the toys that were attacking the dirty pair, she has the General Grievous unicycle, and I'm like, oh hey, <laughs> actually those do exist in real life. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, a guy who has a company building nothing but them. It's a small company. He builds them in his backyard. He actually almost killed himself on one that was that had like a uh, 36 inch diameter. It's uh, did it he almost a... go over a cliff like the guy who uh, made the. Uh... Segway. <laughs> oh man, what an ironic way to go. No, no. He, what happened was those little things are. It's like riding a inside the wheel of a motorcycle. Unicycle. Right. And right. what happened was if you build up a lot of speed. Right. You know, if you hit something that's bigger than a bump and you don't have a control of over it, you 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 fly. Yeah. And there's so much momentum, and so little mass. You don't just fly. You fly. You fly and you spin around and inside the thing too. Yeah, it's it's yeah. That's that's why they those aren't street legal anymore. <laughs> but yeah, they it, people actually build those. It's a. Uh, I'm trying to find out the name of that company. It's, it's because I'll find it. It, it was actually on Monster Garage 15 years ago. I don't know why I remember that, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> Who remembers Monster Garage back before uh, Jesse yeah. James and? Uh, Sandra Bullock or an item. Well, I, I used to watch it, but then uh, I, I hate the way Jesse James talks. He, he talks and it's his personality. I don't like his personality. Right. It's it's very much like, no, 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 no. You know, why don't you go fix it? Huh, that's not even good. What are you guys doing? I'm like, okay, get off. 
the TV. Just get off. <laughs> Talk about mugging the camera. Yeah, I mean, and that's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to be Mr. Badass Tattooed Boy. And, uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> that's another story. I'm just saying I don't like him, that's all. <laughs> yeah, I understand why. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Dirty, back to Dirty Pair Flash. Speaking of Dirty Pair. Yeah. So yeah, this this show definitely gets gets its way with uh, with lots of lots of great art, lots of great animation. Still Sunrise doing it. Sunrise who did the original series, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know not the original voice actresses. They couldn't get back either one of them, Mm-mm. and that sort of inspired the reason to do a remake versus a uh, prequel outright. I think that that really helped because it gave it its own identity. Which also hurt in some people's eyes because, oh, this isn't the original Dirty Pair. Right. But overall, this is great. This is great, and I definitely will buy it once it's out on DVD. Who's who's distributing it, Neil? Uh, right Stuff. And it'll be coming out in early July, I believe. Oh, good. That's only in a couple of months. Yep. Early July. So I'll definitely buy it. Uh, Neil, you're going to buy it? Well, I already have the ADV set. Ha-ha. <laughs> ah. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh yeah, I don't know. Is. Maybe if they put any extras on it, maybe. But otherwise, I think I could stick with this set. I don't really watch much extras on an anime DVD. Or do, do some of the extras make it worth the extra purchase? You think? Um, well, it depends on what it is. If we're talking about, see, when I when we did the last Dirty Pair episode, I talked about the fact that uh, that they put the streamlined dub along with the ADV dub on the uh, on the movie set, and that one I was like, oh, I got to get that. Mm-hmm. Because I love the streamlined dub of those. Yeah, Neil loves the streamlined dub. It's uh, yeah. it, it, you, you like their K better, right? Yeah, the the K in the ADV dub. Uh, I don't remember who it was, uh, but she's kind of. I don't know if she's acting bad on purpose or if maybe she. I don't know. Was poorly cast. Um, I get I get the impression that maybe she's doing it on purpose because she kind of sounds like a kind of a bad late night B movie actress how they would sound like i had mentioned hard hard ticket to hawaii just the way those (laughs) actresses act where they walk into like a restaurant and the guy goes i'll give you the best seat in the house my face and one of them goes why is your nose bigger than your dick (laughs) wow and that movie that movie is such a treasure i wish i could get it on dvd but it's like it's so rare and so expensive (laughs) pamela lauer by the way is the k in the adv dub Yes. Of, of dirty pair, just regular dirty pair. And mm-hmm. I think that might be what she's emulating is those types of movies where the girls are just so bad at acting. Okay. You know, which is strangely appropriate for dirty pair. <laughs> it's yeah. almost a B movie feel, but with more sci-fi. Yeah. But the thing is, she's also acting with uh, with uh, Jessica Cavello, who is just knocking it out of the park. So it's like, it's like. One's doing it serious and one's doing it campy. It's like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah just, well, it's just because, you know, Jessica is awesome. That's, yeah, Jessica is just that's all there is I to it. I always love her roles. Yeah. And while the, while the lovely angels in the streamline was Laura Cody and, uh, and Wendy Lee. Yes. Wendy Lee. So, Wendy Lee. Do you have a Wendy Lee story? I have no Wendy Lee stories. Oh. <laughs> you're saying it's you're saying it in a way like oh I have a Wendy Lee story. I do have a Wendy Lee story, but I have no Wendy Lee stories. Right. Oh. <laughs> you have one story. I have a story. No, she's a very nice person. That's that's I've I have not got to work with her, and I wish I will someday. Ah, strangely enough, I always get her mixed up with Amanda Winley. And I now those are two I totally know, different two people. totally different people, but it's just. It's the last name Lee. It just trips me up. I'm like, I'm like, oh, one it's... is a what is a foul mouth, mean, uh, <laughs> a, a rascable person, and the other one's Wendy Lee. Yes. So, uh, I I have Gunsmith cats too. I know I know all about that. I'm in Gunsmith cats as well. Yes, I'm Washington <laughs> and that and and Wendy. I mean, and Amanda's the one who got me into voice acting. So, hmm. okay, well. That's a good. That's a good history on the voice actors. Yeah, that's just that's why I can be so mean, and we're like, ah, screw you. Oh yeah, well screw you. Wait a minute. You want to go to coffee? Yeah, let's go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
and of course uh, the voice actress is yeah we're just always so good and uh for Kay and yuri especially in flash i mean i, I like both of them it's uh the uh the yuri was very was was almost whiny but that was definitely how the character was written in that i, I can't right. fault the voice actors the voice actors are doing what the character is doing but Kay was perfect well yuri kind of she kind of settles down later in the series but one of my favorite uh Yuri moments is actually I got a couple of them, but she's she's whining to the to the chief about getting a new partner and he says something like you can't you can't go through partners or something about the way she goes through uh, men like like she goes through toilet paper and she's like that was mean <laughs> <laughs> and the other one was the the aforementioned scene where she's writing apology letters and and. Uh, it happens while 3WA headquarters is getting attacked, and Kay and Yuri think they're going to be part of the action, and, and Chief uh, Popero is like, no, no, you keep writing letters. And she's like, what? We're the goddamn dirty pair, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it was Yuri who said that. Yeah, you're, yeah, both of them usually object, we're the lovely angels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, those are great moments. We're some favorite K moments, you guys. Uh, yeah, no, I'm the wrong guy for this. Just, just any time she just flies off the handle for like the littlest thing. Yeah, definitely. The nipple thing. And there's still a bit of '80s in this. I mean, this. I mean, there's some '80s fashion, especially when there's civilian gear. Not a lot, but there's some of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that's okay with me. Well, you love '80s fashion. You're you're a leg warmers guy. Yeah, I grew up in the '80s. I remember like leg warmers. You, wore, you wear leg warmers? I don't wear leg warmers, but I like <laughs> okay. them on women. Well, if makes... he if he sees a woman with leg warmers, Neil goes like, oh. Appreciative. Yeah. yeah. I'm appreciative. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay. So I think we're ready to wrap this up, guys. Cool. All right. Uh, this was our Dirty Pair Flash special. Uh, we're, we're all fans. Y'all should buy it as soon as it comes re-released on DVD. Yes. Buy the right stuff. Yes. Yes, and Brett's saying that because he genuinely likes it. He's not getting residuals, guys. I'm not making any money off of it. I got my 500 bucks, so I'm I'm good. <laughs> All right, uh, this is your host Ben with TV's Mr. Neil and not TV's Brett Weaver. <laughs> All right, well, I'm sure going to be back on that tube soon, Brett. Yay! All right, and good night. See ya.
Thanks again, Brett. You were fantastic. Oh well, thank you. Thanks for asking me to do it. Oh, oh, certainly. It's we've been we've been having lots of episodes, but none of them have been as good as since you were on. Oh well, thank you very much. Well, we've been we've been busy. I, actually, I I do have a new show, but I don't know what the name of it is. But uh, Chris uh, Chris Ayers called me. He's like, "Can you do an English accent?" And I was like, uh, what kind of English accent? Where specifically? Are he goes, okay, that you know to ask me, that's good enough. Uh, so come in and record. I was like, what do you want me to do? I don't know. We'll talk about it when you get here. It's like, okay. So what are you doing? A posh, a uh, cockney? Uh... I don't know. I, I, I've actually, when, when I schedule the time, I'm going to say, give me, I know it's three different characters. Mm. And it's a 20, I know it's a 26 episode series. So I don't know what that is. But uh, I asked him to give me the location of where these three people are from so that I can then do some. Re- I'd like to, for once, do some research before I get in the booth and uh, have something ready. I'm terrible at British accents. If you ask me to do one, I'm like, stop that. Well, Silly. I mean, when you think about it, it's it, it, I mean, you can do simple ones. The difference between uh, certain parts of London and. And even being from Manchester sounds different than being, uh, you know, where are the Beatles from? From uh, Liverpool. Liverpool. You know, Liverpool. I'm from Liverpool. Liverpudlian. Liverpudlian. And, yeah, and, and just a... knowing that there's a difference between those, and because everybody just thinks, hello, oh, very nice <laughs> to see you. That's very posh, by the way. Yeah. yeah. But uh, my favorite is listening to a Welshman speak. Yeah. That's. I'm sorry to say it's hilarious, but it's hilarious, especially when they start speaking Welsh in it, you know, then they start screaming at each other. It's like, right. I, I can't do it, but it's hilarious when you hear it. Can you do Welsh, Brett? Uh, I can if I listen to it long enough, <laughs> as you hear me typing it up. <laughs> yeah, Welsh is very, it's it's very, it's lots of guttural. Ah, gah, gah, gah. I, yeah. I can't do it without sounding like I'm insulting it, but it's very similar to that. Yeah. It's, um. Uh, well, I'll let y'all know when I went show when the show gets announced, and then you can decide whether I sucked or actually did a good job. <laughs> you usually do a good job, Brett. I can't think of something that I'm like, oh, Brett Weaver did that. Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. No, I get so aggravated when I hear it sometimes, and it's like, oh, it's me doing me again. I'd like something else, please. So, that's well, he why did, I don't do it very much anymore. <laughs> Oh, it's uh, we do have several specials coming up soon. Uh, nothing in the well, nothing really in anime. Anime. It's a. Uh, did you know that? Did you know that Lou Scheimer did an adult animated movie after Filmation went down? No, what's that? <laughs> what what? Lou Scheimer, the guy the, who did He Man. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. After yeah. Filmation, his the the company that did He Man was shut down. He did a. A pornographic adult animated movie that was never released, and uh, Neil and I are going to watch it and yeah. make a commentary track of it because just just the thought of that just sort of breaks your brain. Yeah, that would be that would be very interesting to see. <laughs> well, let me let me know because I I would be interested in knowing that kind of stuff. It's called Robin and the Dreamweavers, and you can actually buy the DVD if you so wish. If you want to throw away money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I just keep right. telling myself that it's it's the filmation guy, and it that just breaks my brain every time. Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine what this is like. I mean, the guy the who filmation wrote a... stuff is so ugly, dude. <laughs> it's like, like it's like the guy who rotoscopes everything. Really, he did a porno. 
I gotta yeah. see this. Does, did they ro- rotoscope the fuck the fucking? Or I mean, <laughs> that, that's that what joke. I'm wondering. We yeah. make that joke, and we actually well, the joke was maybe they they rotoscoped one hat. They got fi- footage of a guy just by himself, and then a girl by herself, and they rotoscoped that together or something. Right, because that's yeah. what filmation is: is a bunch of people who were all filmed separately rotoscoped <laughs> right. together. Uh. <laughs> That'd be horrible. Because yeah, if you if you watch a filmation cartoon. Nobody's looking at each other. <laughs> no, no, they never are. <laughs> God. This... All right. Well, I'm gonna get on out of here. All right. Okay. Great having you again, Brad. Uh, let me know when when the new show's coming out. And sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, good night. Right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. 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 Stop. You don't understand. We can't leave this place on our own. This entire world belongs to the Great Overlord! The Great Overlord? He was the Great Overlord, was just another member of the oppressive feudal nobility. But once he built his castle on the peaks of that mountain, all his powers began to grow. And before we knew it, he had become so powerful that nobody could stand against him anymore. Well, why didn't you stop him before it came to this? Because at first, this village seemed to be benefiting from the extra trade and profits that came along with the Overlord's rise to power. We were all happy with the way things were going until then. So you turned a blind eye towards it. Not true! Well, actually, yes. But the raping and pillaging weren't our idea. So the party's over and you're still stuck with the Overlord. Shh! Don't speak so carelessly. If the great Overlord were to hear those words, this entire village would be overrun with monsters and demons and even worse. Oh, I can handle this, Overlord. <laughs> Stop your foolish shatter. The great Overlord is immortal and undying. No mere mortal could slay him. <laughs> The Great Overlord is afraid of what's inside the tower in the Black Forest. What Black Forest? (laughs) Yes, I'll be turning 70 this year. (laughs) So, it's over that way, is it? Uh, uh, That's right, I have three grandchildren. And now a collection of scenes from Slayers featuring Brett Weaver. brother's leg has been broken in half. Hey, you! Yeah. Hey, lady! Shoot. Uh, 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 hey! Hey, uh, lady! Uh, uh, hey! Didn't you hear us yelling at you? You're kind of out of shape, aren't you? Hey, that's not true! Although my blood pressure has been a little high. Yeah, and I've been getting these shooting pains in my... Ah! Nobody wants to hear your health problems! We're here to make this young lady pay for breaking our dear brother's leg. Huh? Money, money, money. <laughs> well, if you're gonna quibble over every little detail... Yeah! Hey, you three wouldn't happen to be bandits, would you? Oh! Hey, you catch on quickly. killer part would you explain this dragon nester business Duh? um well it's part of a legend there's a song little girl little breast scares a dragon from its nest no! this isn't a bad deal is it it sucks oh 
Um, excuse me, ladies? Huh? I'm Jeffrey. My mom said you wanted to see me? It's our job to help you become a member of the Royal Guard, so let's get down to business, shall we? Right. My mommy told me everything. But she said we can only subjugate bad people till 7 o'clock, because that's when my bedtime is. But, ouch, 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 she said what? Are you for real? Oh, I know that we're only going to be fighting a bunch of actors, but this is totally stupid. How can we teach this kid anything? He'll get killed in the real world. It's too late, Lena. We've already taken our payment in advance and spent it. All right, what kind of weapon skills do you have? Also, do you have any experience when it comes to... <laughs> oh, oh, I believe she saw me. Uh, is something wrong, Miss Lena? No, no, nothing at all. I'm fine. <laughs> There's nothing wrong at all. Anyway, I was saying that we'd like to know what kinds of skills you already have before we take this show on the road. Oh, don't worry, ladies. I will protect you with my razor sword and sharp wit should any enemies appear in front of us. Mm, I hate to burst your bubble, kid. But I'd feel a lot better knowing what kind of training you've had and who your swordmasters were. My swordmaster was the best! Yeah, grown men quiver at the sound of her name. She was tough, and she was ruthless. But my mommy taught me everything she knew. Die! <laughs> we're gonna have a lynching party!